Well, when I was young, like, I had extremely bad anxiety, extremely bad OCD, just not a very secure person with myself. And this was middle school, going into my high school years. Walking into the room, I literally felt like I was alone. Like, everybody was talking about me. This sounds crazy, but I just felt like nobody liked me. It came to a point in my life where, like, I was like, like, what is my, why am I even here? Like, I feel like there's no purpose for me to be here. And, you know, um, just having that talk in my room multiple times, just being alone in my room. Like, I, I literally, like, contemplated, like, not being here anymore. And that was a part of my life that was really tough. I've said this before and I'll say it again, like it took a long time for me to honestly say I love myself because, you know, it's a, it's a growing thing. You have to grow into the person you are. You have to accept the flaws and the things about yourself that you might not like. And, it, you know, I think that that's hard for a lot of people to do, to, to really say, you know, I love who I am and I accept the things about myself that I don't like and I'm gonna change the things that I can to make myself a better person. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be open because you never know what could become of that. And um, me being open, me being vulnerable with Jada, we've gained a bond and a friendship that's so strong just because we were so transparent with one another, which was awesome for me. And that just goes into my everyday life. You know, sometimes it's okay to open up and be honest and be real with people. And that's the most important thing is finding your love in yourself, being happy with who you are. Because then once you're happy with who you are and you're happy with the person that you are and you have goals and dreams that you want to accomplish, then you can give so much to somebody else. Welcome back everyone to another episode of American Real. This week, Chris Perry comes back on the set for his second appearance. We got caught up on the past year, where he tells us about his last music tour. Then, we get the inside scoop of his first appearance on a reality TV show, Married at First Sight, Honeymoon Island. The object of the show is for couples to find their match, and Chris walks us through his three-week experience, what happened on and off camera, and what he learned from the show. We get Chris's take on protecting your energy, and he goes deep into the topic of self-love. In addition, he reveals his new podcast concept and his intention of writing a book. Then, he tells us about his younger years 
experiencing self-doubt, anxiety, depression, and that once he contemplated not being here anymore. Chris eventually found strength in prayer, which helped him build his self-worth while learning how to forgive himself for the mistakes he made in the past. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Chris GQ Perry. Chris, it's your second time on the show. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's been a year since we did our last show. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy being back, but I'm, I'm happy to be back because we've had a lot going on since then. Absolutely. And I'd love to start there. Tell us, bring us up to date. What have you been doing? I know we caught you on a reality show last year, mm -hmm. um, but bring us up to date. What's happened in your life the last 12 to 14 months? Well, I think since the show, since we last did the interview, uh, I went on tour or basically just traveled. I was in Colorado, Cali, Texas, New Mexico, basically just touring for my music, which was awesome. It was a great experience. And then after that, the reality show, Married at First Sight, which was super different. Like, I never did a reality show before, so being on Married at First Sight and um, not knowing what to expect was an awesome experience. Anybody that watches Married at First Sight, there's a lot of loyal fans that watch it. It's basically the idea behind the original show is you go on the show, you get married before you meet your partner, and then you go through the experience. Ours was a spin-off show, so it was Married at First Sight, Honeymoon Island. So Honeymoon Island consisted of basically... You go on the show, it's a match, you have to find your match. And then the person that you match with, you have to decide if at the end you want to be with them or not and get engaged. First off, like, I didn't even think I was going to be able to go on the show because I don't know why I'm always late to something. I ended up being late to, um, miss I ended up missing my flight, basically. So I called the producers. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be able to come to the show. I missed my flight. And they're like, listen, we'll book you the next flight, so you're good. So the whole, point, the whole time, I'm just nervous. I'm like, damn, I'm not going to be able to be on the show. But long story short, when I went there, I was the last person there. And to come to find out that my partner, the one that I matched with, was late too. Okay. <laughs> so we were both late. And um, we ended up matching and having an awesome experience. I really just enjoyed her company. She was a good person, just somebody I could really vibe with. She actually got the chance to, to talk to my daughter, FaceTime my daughter, and that was a huge thing for me because my daughter means a lot to me, and she's my everything. Obviously, she's changed my life, and she'll be in my life forever. She's just an amazing little girl. She's three years old now. Okay. So just experiencing that, I think the hardest part was um, not being home, not being able to see my daughter. But Jada was just such a comforting and awesome person through the experience. And I was just so honored to have been with her on the show. Awesome. How long did it last altogether? How long were you there? It was three weeks. Wow. It seemed like a lot longer, but it was three weeks. We were in um, St. Lucia. So St. Lucia is like honeymoon island. That's okay. where people get married and engaged and stuff. So it was really cool. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about like basically what happened when I first got there. So when I first got there, you know, you meet the guys. And all the guys that I met were cool. And then you end up meeting with the girls like two days later. So it was, it was just kind of like a, um, everybody was wondering what the girls were going to look like, what the experience was going to be like. So I ended up meeting the girls. And there was two girls that I actually got along with that were awesome. So it was me, Jocelyn, and Jada were basically the girls that I was talking to. 
And they just kind of threw a little loophole in the show, and I ended up picking Jada, and then they ended up bringing Jocelyn back. So it was just a really, like, they tried. They had to throw some drama in there, and, of course, they had to throw it in with me. And me being the man that I am, they just kind of put me in a, in a scenario. But it was an awesome experience, and at the end, me and Jada decided to just be friends. And now we're, we're really cool, and I always call her for advice or if I need, you know, um, some help with business stuff because she's really intelligent, just an awesome girl. So... Overall, through the experience, I'm glad that I did the show, and um, life goes on. What's it like when you're there off camera? What, what's happening in those moments? Um, the cameras aren't always rolling, so when we're off camera, we're basically just relaxing, eating. Uh, I went to the gym a lot. We just kind of hung out. We didn't really do too much other than what was on the island. Like, I mean, we went to swimming and those kind of things, but... The majority of the time, it was just me hanging out with Jada, just getting to know her a little better, and just spending time in the gym, talking to my daughter. I, uh, they didn't really let you make phone calls home too much, but when I did, I would always make sure I got the chance to FaceTime my daughter and talk to my mom and my sister. Sure. So it felt like I had a peace at home, you know? Did the experience change you in any way? Um, yeah, 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 it did. Uh, I think the way that it changed me was just being open to different things because I've never done anything like that before. And as we've said before, I, I, you know, as outgoing as I may seem and as much as I talk to people, you know, I have a shy side and I didn't want to let certain people into those to see that side of me. And then I'm doing it on national TV in front of everybody. So it was a little awkward at first. A little vulnerable, right? Super vulnerable. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't take it back. I loved every moment of it. Great. I, was, I was happy to, to be a part of that and experience that with the cast members because they were all amazing cast members. And you're, um, I would say, kind of like a multimedia guy where you're constantly doing videos and um, helping people yeah. through your message. Did you learn anything on that side of it from, from the technical side? Just experiencing you know, a reality show, was there anything new that you learned or that opened your eyes to help you in, in your career? Um, more, more the less, like, a lot of the things that I have did before the show, being able to motivate and talk to people, it was funny because when anybody had relationship problems on the show, they would always come to me first. Like, my boy Tyler, you know, he had stress going on with Isabella. He'd be like, Chris, can I talk to you, man? You're like the perfect guy to talk to. I'm like, sure. Or, or Shannon or Jana. Like, he would always, they would always come to me for the relationship stuff. So that was pretty cool, just knowing that they felt comfortable coming to me. And they had no idea who I was or what I did before I went on the show. So they were just kind of, you know, all that they knew about me was what they knew when I was on the show. So it was cool that they felt comfortable being able to talk to me and felt like I would be able to help them in their relationship issues or whatever they're going through in sure. their relationship. It was cool. It That's was awesome. great. Yeah. Sounds like a great experience. But what I've learned from the show was it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be open because you never know what could become of that. And um, me being open, me being vulnerable with Jada, we've gained a bond and a friendship that's so strong just because we were so transparent with one another, which was awesome for me. And that just goes into my everyday life. You know, sometimes it's okay to open up and be honest and be real with people. I mean, you should, not everybody, but the majority of people that you meet, if you have a good vibe and positive energy, be real and be honest. And, you know, you never know what you could build from that with the right people. A lot of us tell ourselves and others, I would say, we call them white lies a lot, right? right? We're constantly 
lying to ourselves or, or, or lying to others in subtle, small ways, but, but, but those things add up. How important is that honesty in everyday life to, number one, stay honest and pure to yourself and then, and then to others? Um, I think more than less, it's important to be honest with yourself. Um, sometimes you have to tell white lies or you can't be completely transparent with certain people because not everybody in this world is here to, to help you. You know, some people are out for, to, to hurt you and they don't want to see you do good. So you have to protect your energy before anything. So always be honest with yourself. Always be real with yourself. And um, I think that's the hard part for a lot of people is being real and honest with themselves and looking in the mirror and saying, I'm happy with who I am and the person that I've become. Um, I've said this before and I'll say it again, like it took a long time for me to honestly say I love myself because, you know, it's a, it's a growing thing. You have to grow into the person you are. You have to accept the flaws and the things about yourself that you might not like. And, it, you know, I think that that's hard for a lot of people to do. To, to really say, you know, I love who I am and I accept the things about myself that I don't like and I'm gonna change the things that I can to make myself a better person. And, um, yeah. So you talked about your music tour. I'm curious about that a little bit. How, do, how does something like that come together? And you said you went to all these different cities. Yeah. Um, what did you have to do to prepare for that and, and what was that experience like? It was all natural for me, man. It was just, I love doing music. I love, sing I love singing. I love rapping. I love being on the stage. I love being able to have a presence and talk to people. So actually performing was, was natural to me. But uh, it came about just from my social media presence. A lot of people that they had on the tour had huge followings. They had a kid named JTEX, um, another kid named Hitta, and they were both just like, they've had, they already had huge social media followings before the before the tour, so I think that's how they initially found me. But the tour was just awesome, just being able to travel and meet different people that follow you, that support you, that you don't even realize it, because you know, social media is like one thing. It's where like, you know, it's internet. So until you're face to face with fans that really truly support you, it's really cool. It's just a dope ex experience for me, so. That's great. And what else, anything else that's happened in the last year or so uh, since, since we sat down? Um, just a lot of self-development and just trying to figure out what I want to do, like the route I want to take. I, at this point, um, I love music, but the biggest thing for me was as much as I love making music, I think that that's only a part of me. That's not who I am. That's not the Chris Cheeky Perry brand as a whole. You know, music is just a part of me. I want to be able to reach out to people in a deeper sense and be able to give back and be able to speak things, you know, be, be able to talk to people. And um, music is just a small part of that. So I want to get into motivational speaking. I want to be able to hold events and do those kind of things. And that's where the Chris GQ Perry TV comes into effect is I want to start my own podcast and on topics that I want to talk about, on topics that people want to talk about that you know they may not be able to get to me to answer to, to ask me these questions so the biggest thing for me right now is being able to do hold events being able to do podcasts and just reach out to people on a bigger platform aside from music and aside from anything else that I have going on in my life the reality shows and all that stuff because I want to be able to give back to the people because I feel like that's my purpose and I feel like that's what God wants for me it's great that you're starting your own podcast and I understand the first episode will be how do you heal from loving someone who broke your heart? Right. 
Where did that come from? Why did you choose that topic? Um, a lot of my fans asked me that question, and I want to be able to answer it. So I feel like that being my first topic on the podcast would be awesome. I've been through a serious heartbreak in my life, so I can relate to them. And I just want to talk about the topic because I feel like it can reach out to a lot of people. Have you talked about your own personal heartbreak in the past? Is that something you've... you've... I've touched on it, like, mm -hmm. on the show. And I think we talked about it in our interview. But um, aside from that, not really in great detail. So. And will you go into more detail in, in the podcast? So yes. that's going to be exciting. Yeah, it will. It'll be awesome just being able to relate to people. Because I think sometimes people don't realize that we're all human. We all go through the same kind of struggles. So for me to be able to relate to them and um, just being able to reach out to that many people when it comes to this topic, which I feel like a lot of people go through heartbreaks. I think everybody's been through a heartbreak. Yeah. So it's just a topic I want to touch on, one of many for the podcast. Chris, where does, it seems like you have a lot of satisfaction from helping others. Yes. We talked about that a little bit on the last episode that we did together, but um, where, where does that come from? Why, why are you so sensitive to, to helping other people, and especially in this topic and, and helping you know, single moms or, or, or young ladies who are struggling? Where does that come from? Well, I grew up in a house with three women, so seeing them go through struggles and just personal experiences and things that I've been through, I've always wanted to give back. I always feel like my purpose with God was to give back to the people and to be able to help other people. Like, that's my purpose, being able to talk and, and, and reach people through my words. So I just want to be able to give back. I feel like when you give back and, and you do things for, to help people, it comes back to you in full effect. You, you get all of your blessings back as well. So I get the most satisfaction out of helping others. I'm a perfectionist. I want everything to be perfect. I want to be transparent, I want to be honest, I want to be real, and I want to bring a different side to podcasts. Like I want to have guests on that are going through controversial issues in their lives, that uh, maybe haven't hashed things out, maybe haven't talked in years, you know, maybe struggling in relationships. How did you guys work through these things or didn't work through these things? How do you guys feel now? And I want to get into those real deep emotions because I feel like that's really what's going to touch the people the most and reach out to the people the most. So I'm not going to talk about the whole podcast, but I will say that I have a lot of surprises that are going to be on the podcast. So I'll definitely keep you entertained and I'll definitely keep you on the edge with a lot of my topics. And what's your, um, what's your agenda? What's your schedule? Will, will this be a weekly podcast? How often will, will Every Sunday. Every Sunday, 7 p.m. is when they're going to drop. So uh, I want to be consistent. I probably have about eight or nine episodes for the first season, and then we'll go into the next one after that. But um, I want to focus, you know, one by one on each one and make sure each one is perfect, each one is the best, so that my my fans and audience reacts the best and gets the most from each episode. I don't want it to be just something I throw together. I want it to be a lot of heartfelt realness in each and every episode. And I understand you're going to do audio and video. Is that right? Yeah. Well, actually, I was, I was just going to do video, but you being the guru of this, <laughs> you kind of just put me on to the, to the audio, so I'm definitely going to do both. And um, you, having you as a mentor is awesome because you can show me you know, all the, 
different lanes and everything that I need to do to make sure that this podcast reaches its full potential. So I'm glad to have, have you on the team, Roger. Thank oh, you. no, and I, <laughs> I, I appreciate uh, being part of it. And look, the hardest thing in this business is building an audience. Yeah. Uh, you're coming at it from the opposite angle. So you already have an audience, and now you'll be delivering to that audience and growing your audience yeah. through this podcast. So I'm really excited to, for you. To give back to them, you know, yeah. give back to the people. It's cool that I'm doing everything that I'm doing and I'm venturing out and I'm trying to be successful. But giving back is just so much more fulfilling for me. Giving back, doing videos, doing motivational sp speeches, and those kind of things are just so much more fulfilling to me because I know that somebody's gaining something from that. I know that somebody's getting some knowledge or going through something tough and me being able to talk to them is just like helping change their life. And that's what makes me feel good. So that's why I do it. Fantastic. Yeah. I also challenge you with something else, and yeah. that is I would love to see you write your own book. Yes. And is that in the future plans for Chris Perry? Yeah. Um, with your help, I would love to be able to write a book. Um, I'm not sure, like, what angle I would take, like, but I definitely do in the future plan on writing a book. Um, I'm thinking more along, along the lines of the power of self-love. Well, hopefully one year from now. Oh, yeah, we'll be we'll done be by sitting then. here, and you'll be holding that book. Yeah. That's great, because it's another, it's another medium. It's another platform. It's another way for you to share what's inside of you and put that on to the pages of a book um, to help others and to get, continue on your path of, you know, just being an inspiration. Yes. I plan on holding other events where I'm able to do what I do on Facebook with my videos, but in person you know, doing one-on-ones as well. So I'm excited about that because that's more powerful, I feel like, when you're actually in person with that other person one-on-one -on -one, or whether it's in an audience, I feel like I'll be able to have a, a stronger impact on the people. What can people expect to get out of an event if they come to one of your events? Um, what type of things can they experience or can they expect to leave with? Um, for the self-love event, the power of self-love, I want everybody to leave that event and know their value. Um, that's a huge thing for me, and I, if anything, that's the biggest thing for me, is getting people to understand their self-value, protect their energy. Uh, a lot of people, I don't think they really love themselves. Uh, there's certain people that just don't really have that strong foundation within themselves. So they look for it in other people, or they just go through life expecting to get hurt, and not really putting themselves up to those standards that they belong. So by the end of that event and by the end of you know, my podcast, I want people to really know their own value and have self-love for themselves. Chris, what would you say to the naysayers out there who may be listening to you or watch your videos mm -hmm. and they say, he doesn't know love, he doesn't know self-love. What would you say to them? Why do you know love? that I wouldn't know self-love. I mean, how could you say that? You know, you, don't, you, you really don't know me. And that's the whole point of the podcast. That's the whole point of these events is for you to get to know me a little better. For me to get to know you a little better, I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've had a lot of struggles. And I, I had to build myself up from nothing. So I'm pretty sure that I have an idea of what self-love is. And if I didn't, I feel like I would have crumbled by now, you know? That's great. And, and that's what I'm really excited for you is to be able to take it to an, to another level, right. right? You've been talking to people through your Facebook, through your Instagram. They're listening in, in large, you know, numbers, 
and now you're going to be able to talk for 30, 40 minutes exactly. about a topic and go much deeper. So the reason I ask the question is there's always naysayers, and, and I think it's great that you'll now have this platform to say, okay, now, now you can really listen. Now you could go deep with me so you understand that, you know, what I'm really all about. Right. And I want to bring other speakers on, too, that have experienced things that I haven't and talk to the people from their point of view, aside from mine. So I feel like it'll just be overall a powerful experience, a powerful event to just have different people that are grounded and been through different experiences, be able to speak at these events and reach out to people and help others, because that's what it's all about for me. That's where my self-fulfillment comes from, is just being able to help others. So Chris, the last time you were here, we talked about your anxiety mm -hmm. a little bit and where maybe some of your insecurities came from. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about that a little bit more, a little bit deeper, so we could have a better understanding of Chris Perry? Yeah. Well, when I was young, like, I had extremely bad anxiety, extremely bad OCD, just not a very secure person with myself. And this was middle school, going into my high school years. And um, I kind of secluded myself from everybody. And I didn't have much self-love at all. I, I literally, like, walking into the room, I literally felt like I was alone. Like, everybody was talking about me. This sounds crazy, but I just felt like nobody liked me. Like, I wasn't good enough. And, like, I just meant nothing. So uh, it came to a point in my life where, like, I was like, like what is my, why am I even here? Like, I feel like there's no purpose for me to be here. And... You know, um, just having that talk in my room multiple times, just being alone in my room. Like, I, I literally, like, contemplated, like, not being here anymore. And that mm -hmm. was a part of my life that was really tough. Like, it was, it was hard, you know? I struggled with a lot within myself. And in all actuality, people probably didn't feel that way. But it was just things that I had going into myself, within myself, with that strong anxiety that I had. So um, it got to a point where, like, I talked to nobody. I literally got out of school. I came home and I was just in my room alone. Were you just angry? Just very depressed. Just depressed. Like, not very angry. Just, I, I just felt like nobody liked me. Like, nobody wanted to be around me. Um, I just, nothing was really going right in my life at that time. It was kind of like I was just there, like, getting up for school, going through the process. I didn't, I wasn't really playing sports. I wasn't really active in anything. And um, it, when, it, when I hit the rock bottom to the point where I felt like I just didn't want to be here anymore, like uh, one of the strongest things for me at that point was just praying, praying to God and, you know, asking God to help heal me. And um, it got to a point where I was like, you know what, this is, I can try to be a better person at this point or I could just stay where I'm at and just kind of dwindle away. So um, praying and starting to build my self-worth one step at a time, which was one of the hardest things I ever did. Um, Self-reflection, realizing that I'm not perfect, realizing that I am worth it, though, and that was the process that really started to change my life and make me a better person. So um, I never looked back at that point. I just kind of started thinking more positive, having positive energy around me, praying a lot more, believing in myself even when I didn't believe in myself, telling myself I do believe in, in it. Um, at that point, it just kind of changed my life for the better. 
You know, I ended up going to a Catholic school. My dad put me there because he got me out of Johnson City because when I was there and I was going through my anxiety and depression, I skipped every class. I never went. I was literally on the verge of flunking out. So uh, it really just changed my life, and it was just me. Like, I was on my last string, and I was just like, you know what? I have to change. I have to find some self-worth here. I have to get some positive energy in my life. And I think that that's the biggest thing is positive energy now. Now that I'm older, it's so important to me to be around positive energy, to be around that positivity in my life. And if it's negative, I don't want to be around it. There's certain people like I won't even let in my home because I feel like that negative energy is going to be a part of my life and it's going to get into my home. It might sound weird to some people. It doesn't, yeah, no, that's awesome. But uh, cutting myself off from people that have no progression in life. They don't want to do better. They're just happy, complacent, stagnant. So now I'm at a point where it's like, if you're not trying to do better for yourself, if you're not trying to be somebody in my life that's trying to help me do better so that we can grow together, I don't really want you around me at all. So, and that just all stems back to that because when I was that way, like there's nothing I could have offered to anybody when I was in that negative space, but negativity. Like, I couldn't sit here and have a real conversation with you and motivate you and tell you you got to do better because I wasn't happy with myself. And that's the most important thing is finding your love in yourself, being happy with who you are. Because then once you're happy with who you are and you're happy with the person that you are and you have goals and dreams that you want to accomplish, then you can give so much to somebody else, you know. And I, and I feel like now I'm in such a great, great place. So only positive energy around me at this point. You know? What do you say to people that are at that place where you were at your darkest point? Mm-hmm. How, how do you help them get out of, of that area into a place where they can start to see some light? Honestly, first and foremost, um, God. Pray, like prayer. Having a strong relationship with God is important. And then aside from that, a lot of self-reflection. you got to figure out, why am I unhappy? Why don't I like these things about myself? And I think a lot of that relates to people having these high expectations because of things that they see on the TV or things that they see in these magazines or trying to be like somebody else. You have to be happy with who you are. A lot of people aren't happy with who they are as a person. And you have to dig deep and fight those demons out. People have been through things that they've never forgiven themselves for or they're holding on to things in their past. I think a lot of people never forgave themselves for things that they've gone through in their past. Like, they've never forgiven themselves. There's things that, even me, like, I, when I was doing some self-reflection, I'm like, damn, I, I would consider myself, like, I would still think I was that same person that I was five years ago. Expect certain things from me. Like, damn, like, I did somebody wrong then. I'm still that, that wrong person because I did somebody wrong in the past. But no, I'm not that same person. You know, I made mistakes. I have to forgive myself for those mistakes and move on because the past is the past and I can only look forward to my future. So people got to forgive themselves for things that they've done in the past. People have to love themselves for who they are and really just dig deep and fight those demons in their closet that they never got out. Mm. That's just very, and it's hard. Like, it's not something that happens overnight. It could take a year, two years. And it's daily, right? You have to. It's a daily thing. Practice. Like you have to. You wake up in the morning and you have to speak things into existence. I'm gonna have a good day. I'm gonna have a po- I'm gonna have a positive day. You know. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna keep negative energy away from me. 
I believe in myself, I love myself. Even if you don't at that point in time, you speak those things into existence and they come to life. That energy's huge, man. You're living proof. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say I'm living proof and there's millions of other people in the world that probably do the same thing and, and have been, you know, believe the same things that I believe. But I just want to help those people that are struggling and don't know how to get out of that rut. You know, a simple conversation like this, being real with them, being honest, uh, could change their lives. Even if I'm in a room with 20 people, it could change two, three people's life, and I'll be happy, you know? So, Chris, one of the questions I like to ask younger folks is, if you were to take out your cell phone right now and call the 80-year-old Chris Perry, what would you say to him? Yes, that's a good question. Um, I hope when I get to your age that I'm, I was able to give the best life to my daughter, raise her the right way, keep her level, keep her on the right path, keep her strong, because in this world it's hard, sometimes it's hard to be strong. And I would also say I hope that when I get to your age that I, I was able to give back a piece of me to the world, you know. Not just take, just be able to, to give things back. Whether it be a lesson, whether it be helping somebody, that would probably be the message that I delivered. Would you ask any advice of that 80-year-old guy? Um, I would say probably no, just because... Um, I wouldn't want to have to have him tell me the future and then predict the future. So I would rather just go through the experiences myself and just learn as I go along. That'd be pretty cool, though, if I could call my 80-year-old <laughs> self. That'd be awesome. <laughs> now, if you could take that same cell phone. Hopefully, I'll make it to 80. That's, 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 the, right. that's the big thing. That's right. <laughs> if you could take that same cell phone and call the 13, 14-year-old Chris. Oh, man. They were struggling. That's dope. I'd probably say pretty much everything I've said in this interview. Just give him confidence in himself. Tell him that this is only a piece of your life. You know, things are going to change. Um, people go through struggles all the time, and, and they make it so they think that that's going to be their life forever, and it's really not. Like this, that's only a piece of you, of a part of your life. You have your whole future to look forward to. Just believe in yourself, um, love yourself, and grow into the, to the young man that you're supposed to be. Because so, cool. I always knew since a young age, since I was young, I always knew I had a purpose, like a bigger purpose. It was always bigger than me. I always knew that. But um, I just didn't know how. And I think now, being 29 years old, I can honestly say, like, I know my purpose, you know, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm supposed to give back. And that's everything that I'm doing now. That's why I'm trying to put it. Nothing, everything else was cool, it was fun, but I never really had any fulfillment out of it. Like it never really filled my heart and made me feel like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is the right way to do it. And now, like I feel like I've never felt more confident in who I am as a man. I've never felt more confident in what I'm doing and I just feel extremely blessed 
and when I pray, when I talk to God, I feel like this is the path he has set out for me. And I think when I was younger, that's why he didn't allow me to say, you know, this is it, time for you to go. Like he said, no, you keep pushing. I got bigger plans for you. And these are the plans that he has for me, or at least I think so. You know, things might change, but I think I'm pretty solid with the foundation right now. You've talked a few times today about, as I would frame it up, gratitude. Yeah. You seem very grateful for your life, yes. for who you are, for the person that you become. How important is it for people to make sure they take time out every day and show their gratitude? Whether they pray to their God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. How important is it to get that out and express it? It's be grateful to be alive, to be breathing. You know, to have your family. Um, I think a lot of people want in life, I want this, I want the nice car, I want the money, I want all these riches. And they, f they fail to realize the things that they've already had, they already have. You know, having a roof over your head, having food on the table, being able to be alive. A lot of people aren't blessed with those things, and a lot of people don't appreciate them. I'm thankful every single day for the things that I have. Obviously, there's more that I want to life, but I'm thankful for the things that I do have because there's so many people in the world that are struggling, that don't have food on the table, that don't have a roof over their head, that are starving, no money in their pockets. And you just really got to be thankful for every little thing because every little thing you get is a blessing. Like people think, and this is something I had to learn too, people think, you know, you pray to God and you want all these things but you forget to thank God for everything that he's given you up to this point. You forget to thank God for the little blessings, you know? Um, and that's so important, being thankful for the, the small things as well. Well said. You know, because giving back to people, it might just be like being able to give back to people. You might receive a small blessing from that. People think, oh, I did this, so I should expect this. Like, no, like, just be, just Don't give back. Anything. Don't expect anything. Yeah. Just be happy for what you have. That'd be my, my idea on that. Um, you have created what I would call your own reality. Mm -hmm. You had a vision and a goal, and you're marching towards that goal. And I'm sure people listening and watching, who, especially those who look up to you, want to create their own reality. What do you say to people that have an idea, have a vision, have a dream, but don't know where to start. Chris, I, I, I want some of the things that, you, I wanna do some of the things you're doing, or I have this other idea that, that I wanna do. What do you say to people? How do, how do people create their own reality? You gotta sit down and find out with yourself what you really wanna do, and go do it. Don't overthink it. The mind is the craziest thing because it'll give you the most doubt if you think about things too much. If there's something that you want to do, you have to take action, initiative. Go get it. And that's what I did. I always wanted to go get it. If I wanted something, I, I found a way to get it. I decided I want to do this podcast. We talked, what, two weeks ago about this? And I've already branded. I've already got everything in place. And I'm ready to go because it's just something I really wanted. And a lot of people, and it's funny because there'll be people that come up to me like, Chris, I want to do this. You know, how do I do this? I, I'll give them the recipe like, okay, this is what you have to do. Most people just don't, they don't do it. They don't come through. It's because they don't really want it that bad. 
they just want, they just see the things that are evolving from it. And they want that. But they don't realize the groundwork that you have to put in. Like, a lot of people don't realize what you do, Roger, how much work that you put in to be able to create these interviews that you do and make American Real a, a brand. People don't realize that, the work that you're putting in. Uh, you just did a video, you just showed me a video earlier, you setting this whole place up, you had to do it by yourself, you know, it took you an hour or so. Beautiful, it's, it's, it looks amazing, but people don't realize the work behind the scenes that gets you to where you are now. And you gotta, you, there's no skipping the process. Right. It's part of the process. You gotta go one, two, three, there's no one to four. It just doesn't happen like that. And if it does happen like that, for some people that it does happen like that and they are lucky enough for that to happen, then you don't really get to appreciate the whole experience because the struggle is one of the most amazing parts of the success. Because when you're going through the struggle, you appreciate the success so much more, you know? I'm impressed. What? That, that you just said that. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Because, no, really, it took me longer in my life to figure that out. Like, I, just like you said, like, I wanted everything but yeah. didn't know how to put in the work or want to put in the work. But there's satisfaction in doing the work. Because nobody can ever take that from you. Nobody can ever take those nights, that you, those long nights, like, damn, I did this and this. Right. And when you look back and you're like, it's just, you can appreciate it. Yeah. And then you can talk to other people that have been through the same situation that went through the struggle with you. If you just get it handed to you, it's just like, yeah. Um, for instance, if somebody gives you $20, it's just like, you're going to go blow it, right? Like, whatever, you just gave me $20. If you had to work for $20, you're going to think about how you got to spend that $20. Like, oh, I'm going to take my time because I had to work for this. It wasn't just given to me. So that's the idea behind it is when you have to work for something and put in the work, you're so much more appreciative of it. And you reflect on it a lot differently than as opposed to if it was just given to you. So you talked about you have some seminars coming up. Uh, can't wait for those. You have your new podcast coming out. Cannot wait for that. Um, what else? How, how can people follow you? How can they reach you if they're not already today? Chris GQ Perry, everything. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube as well. That's pretty much what I've branded myself around is, is the Chris GQ Perry. The podcast is Chris GQ Perry TV. I'm super excited to drop that and just be able to drop some gems and um, just go through that experience of doing a podcast, something I've never done before, and being able to do these events and having you help me along the way. It's just awesome. So, Chris, well, thanks so much again for sitting down with us. Can't wait to share this. Uh, I really look forward to, to your podcast yes. and, and following you there. Thank you for having me. And um, I, let's do it again in another year, and I can't wait to see what <laughs> happens in the next 12 months. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review, as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next.
next week.